This coming big parsha is Ba'alotcha. Ba'alotcha means when you will light. The beginning of this parsha starts about lighting the menorah. God tells Moses to tell Aaron how to light the menorah. That's where we will start with this, and from there we'll go. And we're looking forward to this amazing class. Go ahead. Lighting or building. God spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and tell him, When you light the lamps, the seven lights should shine facing the menorah. Aaron did so. He lit the lamps facing the center of the menorah as God had commanded Moses. Then first of all, the, the, the menorah was of seven branches in the temple. Not like the menorah that we have in Hanukkah from eight branches. Now the, from the form, from each side, they, every one of them had to be the weakest to light, was uh, to point towards the middle. All were lighting towards the middle of the menorah. Face the menorah, that's what he's saying. Towards the middle candle. Three and three, I mean, I'm sorry. This isn't really right, this picture? Um, it's no. right. Yes, it's, just cool. it's a little bit, you know, how much can you do it? Yeah. yeah. And how do you Facing the, the menorah. When you say the, the candles are round. Yeah, yeah, but the question is, where you put the, the wick on this side of the... On this side of the of the uh, uh, circle or the other side of the circle, towards towards the middle. This was the form of the menorah, hammered work of gold. It was hammered from one block, from its base to its flowers. Moses constructed the menorah according to the form God had shown him. How you do the menorah? Go ahead. Uh, why are we discussing the, the construction details? One second. We do the menorah. The menorah, how was the menorah that I was asking? The menorah was done one piece of gold. It was not, they didn't build a menorah from a few, they made certain branches and they put it together. They took one piece of gold and they hammered out the seven branches. It was a very, very hard job. Yeah. Now, the question, the, this is, go ahead. Our, our menorah, it's not for the temple. The temple that does a, a, a golden menorah made out of gold. Actually, Jewish law says that you're not allowed to make a menorah like in the temple. You're not allowed to make anything like in the temple. You're not allowed to repeat the temple, only for the temple. Then that's why, that's maybe one of the reasons why this menorah was seven branches. But we don't do anything like in the temple. But in the temple, it was made from one piece of gold etched out. Now, this is already, as what you're going to learn now, this is the third, time, the third place in the Bible that the menorah is mentioned. It's mentioned once in the book of Exodus in Parshat Umav, and God tells Moses to build a menorah. It's mentioned again when actually the Jewish people built the menorah. And this is the third time. Okay, now you can start reading. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Cohen, I've asked for forgiveness. <laughs> Why are we discussing the construction details? This week's Torah portion begins with when you light the lamps, relating the details of the menorah lighting ceremony in the Holy Temple. The Torah then continues, this was the form of the menorah, hammered work of gold, from its base to its flower, it was hammered work, meaning the entire menorah must be hammered out from a single block of gold. Seemingly, there is no need to relate the details of the construction of the menorah in our Torah portion. The details of the construction of the Mishkan and all of its vessels were already related at length, twice. The first time is when the Torah relates God's instructions, the portion of Terumah, 
and the second time when describing the actual construction, the portion of Vayechol. Then the Torah described twice how to build the menorah. Here, the Torah is only coming to tell us how to light the menorah. Why suddenly the Torah is mentioning how to build it again? Go ahead. Our Torah portion is discussing the function of the menorah. When you light the lamps, why then does the Torah detail here this was the form of the menorah? This is not the first time the Torah relates details of the function of the various vessels of the Mishkan. For example, the function of the table in the Mishkan is described. You shall take fine flour and bake it into twelve loaves and place them upon the pure table. Yet the Torah does not continue to, descri to describe how it was constructed. The reason is simple. The construction details were already given in the relevant place, and here the Torah is only instructing about the baking of the bread that needs to be placed on the table. Just as in the case of the table, the Torah does, doesn't continue to state, this is the form of the table. So too in our case, the Torah shouldn't state, this is the form of the menorah. Our Torah portion is about the lighting of the menorah, as emphasized right at the beginning. Even the beginner student will have the question here, why does the Torah relate the details of the menorah's construction? Then the question that the Rebbe is asking, the Torah start, the, this parsha begins to say how to light the menorah. Tell, tells Moses, tell Aaron your brother, the high priest, that his job was to light the menorah, how to light the menorah. Why is the Torah repeating again? You know, I have to, I have to, light the men, uh, to build the menorah. You take one piece of gold and you etch, uh, etch it out and you hammer it out and you make seven branches. Why for the third time the Torah repeats how to make the menorah? That's the question. When we see other pieces of, of uh, furniture when the Torah speaks about them, uh, what to do with them, like it's the table, uh, how to put the showbread on the table, the Torah doesn't repeat again. You know you make the table, this is how you make them. Why by the menorah this emphasis about how to make the menorah? That's the question. Go ahead. Why from a single block? If for some reason the Torah also wishes to relate the construction details of the menorah, why does it choose specifically the detail of hammered work from a single block? There are many other details about the menorah, such as its requirement that it has seven branches, knobs, flowers, and many other details. Why does the Torah give here specifically the detail about that camera work? It must be that the only... No, the let's stop right here. The question is, there is about how to build the menorah, there is many details. I think there is 10 verses in the book of Truma, in the parish of Truma, how to build the menorah. There, it's very complicated to build a menorah, as we're going to learn. There is, in the, in the second time the Torah mentions, is eight verses about it. From all of this, the, in this parsha, the Torah chooses only to mention the idea that you have to make it from one piece of gold. All the other details, how to make the flowers, and the cups, and the decoration of the menorah, not, not a word mentioned. Why the Torah repeats only this piece, this part, and not any other part? If you need to speak about the building the menorah, write everything. If you don't need to speak about it, don't write at all. Why this piece? Let me continue. It must be that the only detail about the construction of the menorah that is relevant to its lighting is the detail of the Okay, now we're going, we're getting into it. Okay. 
It's a word in Hebrew, Likutein. Okay, now, ah? Uh, okay, before we start the, the seven, the, the seven light, the seven kinds of jewels. This is, we're going to read now from the Aftorah of this week's parasha. You know, every Shabbat we read the Torah and we read the Aftorah. The Aftorah is usually about one, one of the points that mentioned in the Torah portion. This coming week of Torah that uh, Mr. Uh, Apple is going to read uh, Shabbat, you are all invited for his Aftorah performance. <laughs> then uh, he's, he's, he's having his bar mitzvah all over again. No, it's his daughter's bar, bar mitzvah. Adam What's that? Adam <laughs> Cross pants, right? Then the Aftorah <laughs> is from the book of uh, from the, uh, Zechariah, from the book of Zechariah. Zechariah was a prophet in the beginning of the Second Temple. When the Jews came back after 70 years in Babylon, the Jewish people came back to Israel. They came back with two leaders. One leader was Zerubbabel. He was from the house of David. He was like the king, kind of the leader. And, uh, and the high priest, I think Joshua. Then Joshua was the name of the priest. In any case, they started, they came all excited. Like 40,000 Jews came, made Aliyah back to Israel. Most of the Jews stayed in Babylon because life was better in Babylon. Nobody wanted to give up in the swimming pool. <laughs> Then, uh, what the they, common theme. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. No, the, who came? The people who couldn't afford a swimming pool anyway, they came to Israel. They said, maybe you'll have better luck in Israel. <laughs> in any case, they came to Israel. There was not much good luck. They started to build their altar of, for the temple. And then the, the Samaritans started to make out, they wanted to be a part of the building of the temple. And the Jews didn't want to give them to, build the, to be a part of the temple. Then they started to read letter, write letters back to Persia. Then that's against the government, that's against the king. What happened was that the king stopped the building of the temple. And now they came to Israel, they had big dreams, big excitement, and everything is dead. No temple, no nothing. Then Zechariah was the prophet there, and he's trying to comfort the Jewish people and give them hope that it's going to be, we're going to win this fight. And he was right, eventually we build the second temple. But now we'll hear that, please. Seven lights, seven kinds of Jews, entirely beautiful. The angel <coughs> spoke with me returned. He awakened me like a man waking up from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? And I said, I see a solid golden over with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it, with seven channels for the lamps. There were two olive trees near it, one on the right of the bowl and one on its left. I replied to the angel who spoke with me, saying, What are these, my master? The angel I was talking to answered me, Do you, do you not know what these are? I said, No, my master. The angel said to me, This is the word of God to Zerubbabel. Not by might and not by power, but by, but by my spirit, says God. Okay. He had a vision. The vi in the vision he saw a menorah with seven branches. And then the angel is asking him, what do you see? He says, I don't know what I see. You tell me what I see. He told them, he told them this is the message from God to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel is the leader of the Jewish people who came to build the temple. Lo bechayl velo bekoach. Not with might and not with power. But with the Spirit of God will win this fight with the Spirit of God. It's going to happen. It's not by war, but you're going to win. Eventually we build the temple. That's the Aftorah. That's a, piece, a small piece of the long Aftorah that you're going to read. Yeah, it's the, right at the end. Yes. Yeah, that's why 
It's just tiny. It's like three verses, right? Three or four. This verses. this piece is three yeah. verses. Yeah. <laughs> Before that is even. It's not such great news. That's why we don't talk about that so much. <laughs> then, uh, the, but this this is what this was the vision. Now comes the Midrash Rabbah. Go ahead. Source three, Midrash Rabbah. Jeremiah says they were called tarnished silver. <clears throat> Ezekiel calls them gross. And Zechariah says, I see a solid menorah in keeping with the verse. You are entirely beautiful. Okay. It was, in, in Midrash Rabbah, the Midrash takes out, analyzes the Bible. It says when, Jer- when he, uh, Jeremiah speaks about the Jewish people, you know what he called them? Um, um, tarnished silver. He calls the Jewish people tarnished silver. They were called tarnished silver. It means to say they are uh, tarnished. It's, they are not good. Um, Ezekiel called them dross. What's dross? Track. What is left? To, but the, the, be, the, the bad pieces between the gold. Let's say you have the reason. There is, huh? One second, one second. Huh? The impurities within the gold. Zechariah calls the Jewish people, the old Jewish people, a pure gold menorah, a beautiful menorah. Everybody, the whole Jewish people are one beautiful piece of gold. Why? Because at that point when Jeremiah was speaking, them calling them this name, they deserved it, you understand? He was speaking to the people. And the same thing Ezekiel. But then came Zechariah and says, there is another way to look at the Jewish people. They're all pure, they're all gold. And that's the vision that he saw. Then the Medrash points out how it's getting better, how to look at the Jewish people. And that's why Zechariah is being, this, this story is being glorified and we repeat it because that's how we want to look at the Jewish people, as a one beautiful menorah. And that's where we're going with this whole discussion. Okay, source number four. Go ahead, yeah. spiritual meaning other than that comes from the Kuta Torah that you just asked why you said the Kuta Torah. That's from the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe. He explained what is what we're seeing in the menorah. What is so beautiful that he says he sees the menorah and re- refers to the Jewish people. The, the soul is called a flame. As the verse says, man's soul is God's candle. Let's stop right here. Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. And the... Eternal light that is in the sanctuary, it's engraved in Hebrew, this line, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. The man's soul is God's candle. Every person is a candle. Every soul is a candle. It's like a candle that burns and brings light. And the job of a candle is to, if the candle doesn't work, and it's not lit, it's not doing anything. It means the job of every person, of every person that you meet, tell them that he's a candle. And everyone is as to illuminate, bring light to others, not to himself. Continue. The Jewish people in their entirety are called a menorah. There's seven approaches of divine service of seven lamps in the menorah. Oh, there are seven branches. What do you need seven branches? The Jewish people are not all the same, as we all know that. Hmm. Jewish people can never get along, can, can get along about anything, cannot agree about anything. Even if not agree with themselves, forget about the game with others. Then there are seven branches. There are seven ways to serve God. That's what he says. Seven ways our Jewish people serve God. And he starts to say what they are. Go ahead. One serves God with a love that flows steadily like water. Oh, okay. Well, 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 well. Everyone is complicated. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the one is serving God with love. 
love like water. What does this mean, love like water? There is two types of love. You can read the second one, Tov, just to make it clear. Another with a fiery, passionate love. That's it. There is two types of love. There is a fiery, passionate love, and there is a love, water love. You know, every time when, you, when, they, want to sh- when they advertise about a resort, what they show? Water. Every time. Water is pleasure. You see the water. Ah. You see. You see, yeah, the, you see the garden of it. <laughs> you enjoy life. You, the, water, the waterly love is like, there is two ways that when you have your child at home, you enjoy him. You're with your spouse, you enjoy each other. And everything, you, you enjoy each other. There is no fiery love. There is a love that's of joy, of pleasure. That's, the water represents pleasures. That's why you show water in every, in every advertisement. Water represents pleasure. You enjoy what you have now. You lo- you're in love and you enjoy it. That's the love, that's, that's the first level, that's, the, that's chesed, that's the first, from the seven branches, there is the seven characters, the seven attributes, how we serve God. Chesed means kindness, it's a, it's a love to God, but not a fight, not, you're not going crazy, you're, you're in love already, you have the love, you're enjoying the love, you're there, basically. The second love is, gvura is a fiery love, what means a fiery love? Let's say you're missing your loved one. Is far away. A child is missing his parents. A parent is missing his child. He's going crazy. He's in love, but he cannot have the love. That he's constantly thinking about that. And he's constantly FaceTiming. And he's doing this and doing this. And he knows every detail. And he's following him on his, on his cell phone. Where is he this minute? Where is the other minute? Like it's a very common behavior in the last few years in America. To <laughs> see wherever your child is, every minute of your life. It might then, be more spying than love, actually. I know, I know. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then they are surprised why the kids don't go up. <laughs> then, then, this, then this is the fiery love. is also a love to God, but that somebody who is missing God, somebody who, so to speak, went away from God far, and he's the, one day he discovers God and he wants to go back. That's why people discover God later in life Many times they get so excited, you cannot stop them. They are in a fiery love. They became so zealous, and they push everybody, everyone who's on their side. Just let them go. Let me go. I'm so busy loving God. It's, it's a fiery love. Then there is chesed, the enjoyable love, the joyful, the pleasure. And there is gvua, who is more the fiery love, who is more the missing, the excitement. Okay, the third one is... The middle path is through Torah study. Another is the... Oh, 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 Torah study. Torah study. Torah study is somewhere a balance between the fiery love and the enjoyable love. Torah, because you're learning and you, are, you become more educated, it puts everything in... It balances everything. It puts everything in perspective. It gives you... It satisfies your love. When you learn Torah... You, 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 like enjoy, you become a part of God. The wisdom of God becomes a part of you, that you're actually fulfilling this uh, uh, longing that you have by when you learn Torah. And therefore, it's not just a longing that you're going crazy. You enjoy it also. You have a longing, but you also you fulfill it by actually learning, that you're not just missing something that you cannot drink. By this alone that you're learning, you fulfill your longing. And it's also, in the, in the Kabbalah language, it's Tiferet. Tiferet means, it's a, Tiferet means beauty. Beauty is 
a combination of colors. When you know where the room is only black, it's not beautiful. The room is only white, it's again not beautiful. When you have a little black and a little white together, that makes, it be, makes something beautiful. Then the combination of colors, when you have chesed and gvura, when you have fiery love and, and, enjoy and, and pleasure together, that makes it much more beautiful. That's that's the third level, how to serve God. The people who serve God by learning Torah. The people who serve God by prayers, that's by love of God, or, or enjoy God. And then those people learn Torah, that's how they serve God. Number four. Another is the Victory. Netzach. Victory means there is a people, the moment you give them a challenge, they're all there. They challenge me? Sure I'll do it. No, there, is, there is an amazing phenomena. The Jewish people in Russia risk their life to, save, to, to observe Judaism. Many, many Jews risk their life. Then they came to America, they came to Israel. They relaxed. The whole excitement was, oh, sure, I'll do it. What happened? In Russia, they were not allowed to do it. They were ready to do it. You tell me not to do it? I'll show you not to do it. Then they had the challenge May, walking them up, it's called Midat Netzach, the, the, the attribute, the, the character of a person who has to, to when, you, when you challenge me, I will show you who is, who is stronger. You want to overcome. You, you, it's not, we, we, I, every time people complain that Judaism is out, it's not, it's not an obstacle in life, it's a challenge. God wants to see how much, you, how much strength you have. What, he, brings, he wants to bring out the best of you. Then Netzach is, this, is the, the people who are, of, uh, are serving God, whenever they get a challenge, they get even stronger. The Jewish people, the more challenge they, they had about Judaism, the more committed to God they became. It's an interesting phenomenon. The more in history, the more the Jewish people had a hard time, they didn't walk away, didn't walk away from God, just the opposite. They, got, they get closer and they became much more committed. We are. The golden calf. No, no, it because, yeah, yeah, but it's because they did not have challenges. Life was so good. They saw God. They saw God himself. They had manna. Life was good in the desert. Nobody was going to walk. It was retirement time. No, and, and they had Moses. They had every, they had, it was unbelievable. Sure, they were worshiping idols. But the moment they have a challenge, look, look in life. Circumcision is one of the mitzvahs is most observed by Jewish people. Circumcision is one of the most challenging mitzvahs, painful mitzvahs. Then easy mitzvahs, nobody wants to do. The hard mitzvahs, everybody's doing. Fasting on Yom Kippur, many more people do than, than uh, coming to eat children on Shabbat. Even eating children on Shabbat is a much easier thing to do than fasting on Yom Kippur. People actually answer, react to challenges, especially American Jews. They love a challenge. Give them a challenge, right away there. Regular things, that's boring. They need a challenge. Then, not arguing that uh, people respond to challenges is all right, but when you're just saying that Jews considered uh, being uh, for Moses for 40 years and having manna, it's a great time. This is like they sure. it's a relaxing time. It was very relaxing. They didn't do anything. They they, they had manna. Homeless. They, they were not. Uh, in, 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 
Uh, homeless? When you go on a vacation, tell me, when you go on a vacation, you have a home? I'm saying for myself, I would never think that it was a Mexican town. No, they were being punished. Whatever, they punished? I, don't I mean, because they were First of all, <laughs> the golden calf was before any punishment, right? Right, but then... One second. <laughs> at that moment, they were punished or not? No. They were at the best time in the world. They were just at Mount Sinai. They didn't want to leave Mount Sinai. They were in Mount Sinai almost a year, you know that? They didn't want to leave Mount Sinai. Life was very good. When you're going on a vacation, what do you have? When you go, sometimes you're going uh, camping. You know camping? There's American mission guys, it's called camping. You sleep, you sleep, you sleep with the cockroaches. Camping, and everybody, anybody enjoys it so much. And, and uh, all, not only cockroaches, all the other things that are running around. And, uh, coyotes. Coyotes, raccoons, that's what I wanted to say, raccoons. And everybody says it was so amazing, right? But when you go there, you go, you go for the week to live in a, in, a, in a camp, right? It was camping, and God provided them with food, with water, and they had, they had revelation of God, and compared to being slaves in Egypt, it was a pretty good camp, I can tell you that. And that was the first few months. It's not before, after five years, that they get bored and tired, and oh, we are so sick of the manna. And it was very nice, it was very exciting. And because it was all good, they... They, you know, when you give your children everything, what happens? They become more entitled, and they more, and they complain, and like, how do I cannot give it? I just had, I had a conversation with a young person not long ago. I had to explain them that it's not about them. Me and Miriam together explain it to them. <laughs> then, uh, but then this is, that's in general. Okay, continue. That was that received. Huh? How did the young person receive that discussion? He uh, 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 was a little shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I think very shocked. <laughs> Another, yes, okay. To overcome and be victorious in service of God by fleeing from negativity and doing good. Yes. Like, thing, like go, going away from bed, overcoming. You know, there was a chassid. Whenever he wa- his evil inclination told him to do something bad, he used to say to himself, Me? I cannot do it. I'm the husband of the Alter Rebbe. The first. I cannot do it. I, I, I couldn't do such a thing. Okay, the next thing another, is... Another path is through humility, while another... Humility. I, Odaya is not exactly humility. It's more... Um, what's the word for it? Hoid. Hoid is awesomeness. You, are, you look at the greatness of God, and you say, in front of such a great God, I will do something wrong. I'm standing in front of God. You know, God is not, you don't have to go to the other room to meet God. God is in front of you. You know, when we wake up in the morning and we say, Moderni, we have to think that God is in front of us and therefore you jump out of bed. I mean, not every time you're awake enough to think about that, but when you're awake, that's, that's your thought has to come to your mind. And a person sees the, the awesomeness of God, the unbelievable of godliness and the Judaism and the Torah and the beauty is, is humbled and is, he wants to be a part of it. That's a way to serve God. That's what, there are seven ways how people are being motivated. That's what he wants to say. Some people, what turns the man is the love of God. Some people turns the man is more the, the, the fear of God. Some people turns the man is learning Torah. It's different way what makes you excited about Judaism. You see, look, some people can like to come to classes. Some people like to come to services. Some people, not everybody is made for everything. There are different ways to get connected to God. God gave us many, many channels how to connect to Him. 
Therefore, you know, some people think, some rabbis even think, then, and then nobody likes to pray, you know, they like to pray, everybody to do fast. I remember when I came to Seoul and I read, made the first minion, well, minion, two people, three people came. Mm. And I told, we, we doubled fast because there was no minion. I told them, I, I turned to the guy, I told them, look, it took only an hour and a half. He looks at me and asked me, I'm not, I wasn't in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized, he came to pray. He's not, he's not coming here because he has to come, you understand? Some people come to synagogue because they have no choice. Or, but if you're Orthodox Jew, you must daven. Then if you must daven, you try to look for it, to try to do it as short as possible, to cut every corner as possible, to make it as short. Then you come late, you leave early, and you do this and do this. Now a Jew who wants to come to Shul Shabbat because he wants to come, he came to pray. Don't try to cut corners for him. If he doesn't want to come later. If he doesn't want, he will not come at all. The people who come love to daven. That's why they come. This is people who connect to God by davening. Other people like, don't like davening, they come to classes, they come to learn Torah. Some people like to, like to do mitzvahs, they like to volunteer. That's how they connect to God. Or they like to put on film, that's how they connect. Some people like holidays. Everyone has his own way to connect a different, a different branch. And then there is one... Okay, before we go to the pride, there is one more yesod. Yesod is commitment. Some people are loyal. Loyalty. You ever heard the word loyalty? In America, it's not so practice. <laughs> loyalty. Loyalty means you're loyal to somebody, you're loyal to, to the army, you're loyal to your family, you're loyal to God, you're loyal to your, to your boss. Loyalty. You, do, you, you made a deal, you're loyal, you're loyal to it, and you put it through. Can you be loyal to your principles? Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's where it starts. Loyalty principles, yeah. And God, they may, there is Jews who are not such a, they will not turn to shul every day, but they are loyal. They said, I'm Jewish, no matter what. And I'm not going to give up on it. If nobody sees, and then no matter what the challenges are going to be, and people, and even if he'll die for Judaism, he's loyal to God. That was Joseph who showed his loyalty, and so on. And the last one is what you said. One another is through pride. Pride. As the sages said, all Jews are nobility. Malchus. Malchus is kingdom. Is a guy who has pride, a pride of, of, of being. It's not, as I mentioned before, it's beneath, beneath me to do a vera, to do something wrong. I'm, 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 we are all princes. God is the king. We are children of kings. And then you take to yourself, I can do, I will do such a terrible thing. Dignity. How could I do such a thing? All these seven branches are seven types of Jews out of serve God. Now go. Aaron the high priest is the one who kindled these lamps because he is the one that, he is one of the seven leaders who brought down godly energy into the Jewish soul. He brings out in them a strong love of God and stokes their fiery love, the fiery flames burning deep in man's heart. Aaron's job, the high priest's job is to feed the fire, to make all the seven candles are burning. To motivate the Jews, you want to do, do it this way, go ahead, do it, but do it. Any way you want to do, when the Rebbe used to meet somebody who has a talent, he didn't tell them, oh, drop your talent and go learn in Yeshiva. Say, so you're a painter, paint Jewish painting. You're a photographer, take Jewish pictures. You're a musician, make, 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 make a, sing song about Judaism. Whatever you do, God gave you a talent, God gave you, you, you have excitement about something. Good. Use your excitement for Judaism. 
Don't, don't suppress yourself. Don't break yourself. Whatever you are good in, whatever ticks you, whatever makes you excited, use it. So quick question. Is there a hierarchy to these or are they all equal? The uh, hierarchy? Mm, no, it's, you have to, everyone has his own, has his own gate to God. So they're all, they're all equal? Everyone has a mission, yes. For whatever, for whoever. It's, in general, you're right, yes. Yes. I'll tell you, all equal, it's a, it's a complicated, everybody is a part of the same body. That, I'll give you an example. You need your leg and you need your head, right? God forbid without a leg, a person cannot do anything. Without a, without a head, for sure, you cannot do anything. But there is, they are all importantly equal, but you cannot say they're all the same level. Your head is more important. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You need everything. You need people who will do mitzvahs, who will volunteer, and you need people who will learn Torah, and you need people who will pray to God and love God. You need everything. And together, it's the old Jewish people like one body. Together, it's one healthy body. Understand? If everybody, can you imagine, if the, if the whole city are only lawyers, nobody will have what to eat. If everybody has psychologists, they say in Cleveland there is too many psychologists. What do you think? <laughs> I definitely agree. <laughs> I might be one. <laughs> You're the only one who's needed. <laughs> then, you cannot have, if every, all the, every, all, uh, the, all the rabbis that live in the, I remember when I grew up in Bnei Bak, in my shul, everybody was a rabbi. It was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Every week was fight and argument. <coughs> you got nowhere. You need then a, you, the com- a combination of people of seven branches makes it a healthy body, a healthy nation. Okay, you want to continue? Yes. So, Rabbi, seven types of soul united. The Torah portion begins with this verse: "When you light the lamps, the seven lamps." Should shine facing the, the menorah, meaning all the seven lamps need to shine in one direction: the front of the menorah, the main stem of the candle. All the seven candles, you can do, you can serve God in seven ways, but it has to go towards God. All of these things have to, you have to have in mind that you're doing it to serve God. How you serve God? That everyone has his, his way, but it's all towards the same goal. Go ahead. Continue. The Torah itself requires that there be seven lamps, seven reasons. The reason why seven physical lamps are needed is because there are seven spiritual lamps, each of which has its own individual role. How then can we make them all shine in the same direction, facing the menorah? These are seven distinct lamps how can we make them all do the same thing? The Rebbe is asking, if you, if you have seven branches, one of, one of the two, if all the Jews have to go towards the menorah, towards God, make one branch. Basically, everybody should be the same. If they all have to be different, the why you want them to, to shine towards the menorah? How can, all the, how can all go towards the same goal if they are all different personalities and different people and they basically different opinions and they cannot get along. That's a question. If Continue. If all the lamps serve the same role, then there, there should only be one stem on the candelabra to begin with. To begin with. Yeah. And seven R requires how can they all be made to face the menorah? It's one, well, in a minute we'll understand what, what he, where is he going with it. 
basically, or you have one branch, and they go towards the menorah. If it's seven branches, how can all go? How can all do the same thing? How can seven type of people get along? That's a question. How can the Jewish people, if they are so different, how could they get along? That's a question. Go ahead. Source 5, Rashi, Numbers 8-4. Hammer. It was made of a solid block of gold, chiseled with a hammer and carved to grade the body of the menorah. It wasn't created by attaching separate pieces together. It says, what was how they made the menorah? One piece. Continue. From its base. Its base was the hollow box above the legs, like a silver candelabra that stands before the noble. Continue. Actually, the next um, at this uh, source six is really explaining it. What happened? Source six. How was the menorah made? When Moses went up to heaven, God showed him how to build the Mishkan. When God showed him the menorah, Moses had a difficult time understanding. God told him, "I'll make one right now." God showed Moses a, a white flame, red flame, black flame, and green flame. God made a menorah out of fire. A, 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 an image of the menorah, Moses should be able, should understand how to do it. He couldn't understand how to do it. Continue. And created a menorah of them. He told Moses, do it like this. As the verse states, this is the form of the menorah. This teaches us that God showed him personally how to build the menorah, yet Moses still had difficulties. Even after he showed them, he still had difficulties. Yeah. What's the colors of There is different colors of fire. You ever looked at a fire? Yeah. Take off your glasses, look at the fire, good. There's different mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Fires have different colors. Green flames? I've never seen a green. Yeah, yeah there is green. Look, show him well, next copper time. Copper is green flame. There is different, huh? Different elements. There are different elements. Yeah, there is different, different colors of fires, yeah. God then drew it on Moses' palm as the verse states, see and make it in this shape. The same way God drew it on his palm, Still, Moses couldn't understand, telling God, make it hammered, meaning makasha. Why is this hard to make? It's a play, a play of word. Makasha, miksha, means one piece, and makasha is how hard is it? <coughs> Moses couldn't understand how to do it, even after God showed them time and again and again. God responded, throw the gold into the fire, and it will make itself. As the verse states, make the menorah hammered. It says, make, meaning that it will make itself. Basically, in the end of the day, Moses took a piece of gold, he threw it into the fire, and a menorah came out. He couldn't figure out how to do it. To take one piece of gold and to hammer out seven branches, and in the branches alone should be the decoration of the flowers and the, and the cups and everything, and the bottom should be done in the right way, with, a, with, a, with, with three, uh, the, the way it was supposed to be, was a very complicated thing. That's what the message said. Moses threw it in, and a, and a miracle came, and the menorah came out. Yeah. Yeah. When Moses went up to the heaven, Yeah. When was it? On the 40 days, it was at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. You know what he was doing for 40 days? There was no movies. There was no internet. There was no. <laughs> he, God taught them how to, how, to build, how to build the temple. The whole temple. God, he God showed them, so to speak. He told them and showed them. And then he came downstairs and he told the people how to do it. Just the first 40 days or the... I think the first, yeah, the first 40 days. The whole thing about the menorah was the first 40 days. The, about the temple was the first 40 days. I have to say, if Moses couldn't figure it out, that doesn't leave room for many other people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, mm. want to continue? The Rebbe. Regarding this, the verse continues and states, this was the form of the menorah, hammered work. 
This means that the seven lamps are all actually one concept. And only through being uh, pounded with a hammer do they become seven branches, cups, knobs, flowers, etc. Uh, ultimately, they all come from one source and represent the same concept. Unlike all of the other vessels in the Mishkan, uh, which are constructed from multiple parts assembled together. Since they are really one concept, even after they are fashioned into seven lamps, they can still be made to do the same thing. He says like this, God wanted to make the menorah from one piece of gold representing the Jewish people. You know, America is also a collection of, or as a collection of many nations, right? It's a melting pot. Israel is also a melting pot. What's the difference? In Israel also, people come from Tunisia and from Iran and from Russia, and from Ukraine, and from America, and from England, from different cultures all together, from India. So many, the Jews are from so many cultures. Is America and Israel the same melting pot? What do you think? No. What's the difference? The, one the, the, the Jewish people are the one piece, one piece of gold, who branched into seven branches, many, many cultures, but when they come back, they are not strangers who come back. They are not like in America, different nations from different places in the world who have nothing that connects them. And America is the one who makes them into a melting pot. And 4th of July connects them. The Jewish people who come to Israel are not strangers to each other. They share the same religion. They share the same soul. They share the same... Um, Root. That's what that's the different. The menorah really represents what happened in Israel in the last 80 years. It's a, and, and one, they're all coming. You can say, you can say it's all it's all a bunch of different people. Really, it's hard to live in Israel sometimes in the same apartment building. One comes from Kafkaz, the other one is coming from India, the third one is coming from America. People, the, the cultures are so different. You can, it's like mind-boggling. But there is something that connects all the Jews together. When you start to say Kaddish, they all answer Amen. They all come from the same connection. And when you talk to their souls, when you give out a matzah, everybody connects. Because they had a matzah in India, and they had a matzah in Kafkaz, and they had a matzah in America, they had a matzah everywhere. Then, the, the, what, that's a different, if you want to, it's not seven different branches who come together and ask them each other, what have I with you? I have nothing with you. How could we serve the same God? We are all coming from the same root, from the same piece of gold, pure gold. We just branched out. Yeah, I like to do it this way, you like to do it this way. You speak English and you speak Aramaic and you speak Ladino and you speak this. But it's all coming out from the same source. And that's why they can all come back to the same, to speak to the same God, to pray to the same God, to go to the same land. Because they're all, they're all, the beginning is all connecting. We are all Jewish people. That's what it's all about. That's why the menorah, yes. Exactly, and not only in Israel, in, in the world, you see, every every stationery, almost every synagogue, every is, is, a, is a is a picture of a menorah that became the symbol of the Jewish people. So no, that goes back to like why the Star of David instead of the menorah. We are, we are for the menorah. We are yeah. not for the Star of David. 
So, so why is the Star of David? The star? I don't know it, how it came building. <laughs> we, we like the menorah. What? Yeah, that's a Zionist thing, the, the Star of David. The Jewish traditional yeah. thing is the menorah. Yeah, so you aren't designed. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Star of David is. Uh, they don't be a necklace with the menorah, people? I didn't see people. I've never seen No, I didn't mean the menorah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We, we, we. Yeah, you have what? Yes, he will sell you a necklace of whatever you want, basically. A but you're right, the, the menorah really represents the story of the Jewish people. It starts from one piece of gold, branches out, but all hinting towards the same direction. So is the Star of David, the military, like... It says the Zionist, it says the Zionist. Uh, yeah. But it's also, you know, it's an international symbol, so like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the chaplain's corps, I have a chaplain's assistant insists on my first store over that I wear this. They should know who you I'm are. Gonna, yeah. yeah. If God forbid something happens, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, 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 that's okay. We, we're accepting you even with the Star of David. You got that in the military? <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. So I have my grandfather's dog tags from World War II. Mm-hmm. And his mezuzah that the government gave him. They gave him yeah. a mezuzah in World yeah. War II. Wow. Yeah, they don't do mezuzah. You see, uh, it's, 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 you see so, in the olden days we had a mezuzah and now we have a Star of David. You got it in 43, so coming up will be that. And I was from 2000. You gone for them? Yeah. Wow. So it went all through the war. And I want to make sure, you, it's not a real mezuzah, you understand that? Right, because you can't go it's, it's, a, it's a reflection of a mezuzah. Yeah. But Nobody should the, hang this up on the door. Does it have? Shema in there. Does it have? Mm, yeah. Not so sure about yeah. That. Or just the What's it inside? Yeah. yeah. There's a parchment inside? Yeah. Inside of it? There's a mini parchment inside. You sure? take the caps off, yeah. Can you show this one? No, because if I take okay. it off, I can't. No, no, okay, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't... Um, no, it's not real. Real, it's for sure not. It's yeah. a, a kosher mezuzah cannot be written so small. Yeah, impossible. Sure not, impossible. You know, yeah. Then it's for sure not kosher mezuzah. Maybe there is something inside. Maybe. No, there in might a, just be a shin in there. Could be there is a shin there yeah. or something. In any case, go, let's yeah. continue, please. Box-shaped base with uh, legs underneath, all the way to the flowers which adorn the menorah for beauty. The block included every detail from the lowest to the lowest and everything in between. Mm-hmm. What's the relationship between the hammered out? No, no. What, what, one second. Before, before you, all your thought. What, what we just read. The menorah is one piece, like you asked if everybody is the same. You understand? It's one, from the branch, from the leg of the menorah all the way to the top, it's one piece of gold. It's the same piece of gold. It's not one is better, one is worse. But this stands in the bottom, this stands in the top. Is it lower? No, it's one piece. Of, it was created from the same piece of gold. It's one thing. But some is in the bottom, some is in top. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So what's the relationship between the menorah being hammered out and the menorah being a block of gold thrown in the in, in you know in fire, and out came came the menorah. It's also the same idea. It's so, just but, one which, piece of gold. Which, I understand it, but, but, but there was one menorah. What happened? That's e- your question. E- either, but, but most it came out of the fire. It was done. I went, it, where, when did the hammer? Shkoyach, there is two opinions. If you actually did it, or it's throw it in the fire. <laughs> 
But, the, but, but, one but the idea is, even if he would have to do it, he had to do, the, he had to do it from one piece. It doesn't make a difference. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, number 10. I'm sorry, page 10. Go ahead. It means to say the job of the Jew ultimately is to illuminate the world. What means to illuminate? To bring good to people around you. It's not about me. Then as long as the candle is not illuminating, it's not a candle. It's a wick. It's, it's, it's not a real candle. The candle is only when it's burning. Then it's a candle. When it's being a candle. And it's being a candle, exactly. Go ahead. All of the seven lamps do the same thing, shining, facing the center of the middle. The reason for this is that... You know what? Um, we'll give uh, your father to read, and then we'll give him to read, because we want to share the pain with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the reason for this is that one, it's, uh, it is one block. All Jews are a single unit originating from the same source, God. There are distinctions between individual Jews from the flowers who are on the level of the head and the bases who are on the level of the feet. But these distinctions are only superficial. Internally, the Jewish people are all one block, all on the same level. Beautiful. The name was the question. Yeah, one is, <coughs> a, the, one is the leg, one is the head, but this is superficial. Deep down, all the Jews are equal. They're all children of God. They're all connected equally. And the soul level, the one, the one unit, the one thing. Well, without without each one, you don't have this. I mean, it's the same purpose. It's, it's all the if same if one Jew is missing, the old Jewish people are missing something. Except you were talking about the levels being attributes, right? And yeah. and, and here that's saying there's seven seven levels, <coughs> and it's not saying seven attributes. It's, it's the same idea. Levels. The same idea. The same idea. How you serve God, it's branches and all. I think when they talk about the levels, they're talking about the level of the menorah. They are. You're right. Like the base and they the are. Like the, yeah, yeah, but even within, it's all, it's, but it's all the same concept. But the, but the seven branches, branches also, represent how you connect to God. Yes, how you connect to God. It just came from no place. There is, yeah. I'll give you an example. There is people who serve God by learning Torah. Then there is people who serve God by volunteering. And, and then there is, everybody has his job. Not everybody is equal. So there was only one Moses and one Aaron, and then the rest of the Jewish people. Is the rest of the Jewish people less important than Moses and Aaron? Yes, but no. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. That's a good one. Yeah, because that's the truth. I was just thinking right away, can it be no, but yes? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is possible. Go ahead. Where, where, where are you? Yeah, okay, you. Still me? Yes, yeah, the menorah was formed specifically from the block of pure gold with no dross. Even the Jews that uh, termed base are pure gold because there are no dross in any Jew. This is expressed by God calling the Jewish people the work of my hands in who I take pride. God doesn't lend his name to something negative. So this proves that all the Jewish people are completely good and all of them are pure gold. As a result, all Jews can serve God together 
All seven lamps shining face in the menorah. God put his name. This, is, uh, this phrase is like all Jewish people are good. I love it. Someone would say. They are all, if God puts his name on it, you know, there is, let's say, a firma who has a very expensive, like, a, pride itself, like Apple. They pride themselves on their product. They are the best product, right? If something is not perfect, they will not put their name on it. If God puts his name on the back of every Jew, <coughs> obviously it must be number one. If not, God will put his name on it. But I don't see it. I don't see in the computers also they are not so special. I mean, many, many of the toys, I don't see how important they are. But the mavens understand how important, how good this is. The same thing is, if I don't see, you know, there's a famous story about Chassidun, uh, one of the Chabad rabbis, he came into the rabbi, he says, Rabbi, I saw you, are, you were showing some love and some, to Hasid, to people on Shvach, you know, like, mm-hmm. Why are, you, why are you trying to befriend them? They're not so... Like he wanted to say, he's much more important. He doesn't get enough, honor, enough attention. They get, why are you giving him attention? He was a diamond businessman. Rabbi told him, you have some diamonds? He said, yes, can you take them out? Put them out on the table? And he started to explain in the, this... Chabad Rabbi, the fifth Chabad Rabbi, the Rabbi Rashab, he tells them, this diamond is very expensive it's to, you to do this, and this diamond is this, and this diamond is this. Give them all. And the Rabbi looks and looks and says, you know what, I don't see any difference between all these stones, a bunch of stones. He told them, Rabbi, you have to be a maven. The Rabbi looked at him and says, and Jews, you have to be a maven. Mm. And you see, if we don't see how Jews are important, it's my problem. And I have to clean my lenses, put on another, uh, make it better, and look, look better on, the, on another Jew. And finding everyone is best. If God puts his name on it, obviously, it's something special. Conclude this. <laughs> this is an eternal directive for all generations, even when the temple isn't standing, and there the physical menorah is no longer lit. Even in our time, the spiritual service of lighting the lamps all shining facing the center of the menorah is relevant. This matter is especially relevant at the time when we read this Torah portion, as the Altar Rebbe, the first Rebbe of Chabad, taught that we must live with the times, with the weekly Torah portion. So this is a concept that must guide all of us in our divine service. Then the message is, and we are different lamps, the goal is to light every candle. You meet another person, light them, get them excited, motivate them to do something good for somebody else. And this will give them light, give them life. When you help others, you feel good about yourself. That's the only way, they, and then you fulfill your, your, your purpose. That's what it's all about. Shkoyachal for coming. God bless you. Thank you.